This is a GRDC podcast. A new publication produced by Caesar and GRDC will help farmers better deal with damaging insect pests in establishing canola crops. In fact, that's what it's called, Insect Pests of Establishing Canola in New South Wales, Identification and Best Management Practices. Now, recently I had a chat with Phil Bowden. Phil is running a series of workshops based on the guide, along with Jess Lai, who is team lead of Research Extension at CESAR, and Julia Severi, a Research Adoption and Extension Scientist from CESAR, who put the guide together. I began by asking Phil how significant an issue were insect pests in new canola plantings. Chris, it can be quite a significant issue and as you know um, canola is a widely grown crop that probably attracts more insect pests than any other crop that we deal with and the fact is that canola is a very tiny seedling. We struggle to get it out of the ground at times and so it becomes a target for lots of different pests right you know from the time it's in the ground till the time it's being harvested. And is the more modern conservation farming techniques added to the problem? Yes certainly have we've had pests that we've never seen before in lots of other crops uh, targeting it and we know that's because the increased stubble loads that are in paddocks and even when crops are sown into bare ground they've often had you know heavy stubble loads up until that point and then often the stubbles may be burnt or or, um, incorporated so you know well before the crops planted that higher stubble load giving ground cover and, and mulch is encouraging a lot of different insects some of them pests and some of them beneficials. Mm. Jess, let me bring you in. This is your breakfast, lunch and dinner at Caesar, isn't it? Not the pest itself, of course. Uh, Yeah, so the role Caesar has played is we've produced a new best management practice guide for uh, canola pests, specifically those pests that impact on early establishment. This is a completely new guide, hot off the shelf. We have tried to make this guide very easy to read. There are a lot of uh, diagrams, new images... There is an emphasis in the guide on getting across information on those integrated pest management principles and the guide includes a lot of uh, information on those pests that you would see in canola during early establishment and specifically those pests such as uh, European earwig and slaters that have become more noticeable as pests in no-till or reduced till. So a lot of the guide talks about specific information about these pests, their biology, management practices for each of those are based on the most current knowledge we have. And there is a lot of information about identification of these pests, which is obviously, um, you know, the first and really important part of managing any pest. There are some great images in there that are very high resolution. So in reading the manual, you can get a really good feel for those key characteristics of each species that you need to be aware of when IDing them in the field. There are tips about how to ID them 
them the tools you can use, such as hand lenses, how you would trap for them and, and when. And the guide also um, includes some really uh, important information on generalist resident beneficials, as well as some information on transient beneficials also. Okay, well, we'll talk to Julia, who put a lot of this together in a moment, about some of the specifics that you've mentioned there. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the role of CESAR here, particularly in the integrated pest management, because we know, everyone knows, that chemicals are always under pressure. What's your reading from the group that you lead in CESAR? What's your reading of just where we are at in that integrated pest management sphere? Are people really starting to adopt it and listen to the messages that you guys put out? Yeah, look, CESA has obviously been working on producing good guidelines for integrated pest management for many years. CESA's specifically done a lot of work on red-legged earth mite and green peach aphid. I think there is definitely a growing awareness of, you know, the need to be very careful with the chemistry that is in use. You know, we have chemical resistance in uh, green peach aphid and red-legged earth mite as well as other pests. So there's clearly, I think, a growing awareness and a growing uh, understanding of rotation of chemistry and mode of action and, you know, how they produce resistance even at a molecular level. And it's really about putting that knowledge uh, into practice and sort of viewing systems in a more holistic way. And there might already be a lot of practices that growers do that is non-chemical practice that is helping to minimise pest load and pest damage. Yeah, look, in waiting for, to get you guys together today, I had a chance to, well, to sit down and really have a close look at this book and I must say congratulations to everyone that's involved in putting it together. Julia is the rock star of the book, I suppose. It is very comprehensive, as Jess has has mentioned, Julia, and I learnt quite a bit from it. For instance, I didn't know anything about permanent and transient beneficial bugs. Can you just explain what's going on there? So transient beneficials are your lacewings, your ladybird beetles, predatory shield bugs. They're the, the beneficials that are more prominent around spring. And they're highly mobile. They can move between paddocks and they usually follow the trend of pests. Whereas resident beneficials are those with sort of more longer life cycles and generation times that tend to stay in paddocks year round without disruption. And both are important, obviously, because they feed on different pests at different times. Or have I got that wrong? Uh, no, no that, that seems to be the general gist. We do think that resident pests probably play a bit more of an important role at establishment. And, and then these are things like carabid beetles and the native earwig, the um, common brown earwig, would be important for controlling establishment pests like slugs. OK, now Jess has gone through some of the issues that are in the booklet and... Again, I must say it's so well set out that it's just so easy to read and to learn from. And it, it does take a bit of a, I suppose, an approach from the start to the finish. So in other words, when you look at it and you say, oh, I may have a problem here, let me go and consult this and see what the problem is. It all begins with identification. That's the most important part and we, that's why it's the focus of the guide. You know, telling the difference between a red-legged earth mite and a blue oat mite comes down to some pretty small features. So we've tried to really have the focus there as the, as the first point. As Jess has said, they've got some great photos in there, uh, high resolution, of some, particularly of some of the damage that takes place that's been done. You also cover uh, things like monitoring the life cycle and, of course, economic thresholds and, and different control options. Uh, again, 
all very well set out. How did you bring all this information together? Um, with a lot of hard work on Julia's <laughs> part. <laughs> and look, a, a lot of the, the, the work has been done. A lot of this is covering yeah, areas that, that are already out there in extension material, which is about bringing them together in the New South Wales um, context and also in the context of establishing canola. Okay. Yeah, and we just need to also thank Phil Bowden and Melina Miles played a, a role in providing feedback on the guide and, and Gary McDonald, incredibly important in bringing it all together. Gary from Caesar. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to finish off with Phil. What's your impression, mate, of the resource that you got here? Oh, look, it's incredibly well done. I'm sure farmers uh, will be able to relate to it. It shows you know, a progression of insects as we often see them coming uh, into, into the crop. And, yeah, the, the layout makes it very easy to read. So, you know, we're hoping that as farmers go through some of our workshops and paddock walks with them, that they'll be able to use this guide in a really practical way to give them more information about best management practices. OK, well, uh, we'll leave it there. Congratulations to all involved in the production of this. It's, uh, it's really fantastic and I can only encourage people to get online, get on the GRDC website and I imagine the CESAR website and have a look at it online. Fantastic. Well done, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Phil Bowden and with Phil were Jess Lai and Julia Severi, both from CESAR.